With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Broncos Country Tonight. Touchdown, Denver! Presented by Betfred. An official partner of the Denver Broncos. Sign up and see why everyone is betting with Fred, the bonus king. Let's go! On the official home of the Broncos. Go all night! All night! KOA. Broncos country tonight, Benjamin Albright, Hall of Famer Steve. That water? What it do, what it do, what it do. Michael Coover in his Kansas Jayhawks hoodie. I still don't, I mean, you, you're a KU alum though, right? Yes, I am. Okay, all right, well then we'll allow it. You guys are Arkansas, by the way, not Arkansas. Right. Ooh, yeah. that, that's the Jayhawks. Yeah, this is, this is the Jayhawks. He's got the wrong one. He, he couldn't put the AR in front of it and, and get with a real school. Is that bird the Jayhawk? That is the Jayhawk. Dang, man, I saw a Jayhawk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep a woo pig on this side of the glass. I'm just saying. There we go, baby. I gotta love Steve. It's good to uh, good to have you back in studio. Good chance to talk to you uh, a little bit here. Unfortunately, it's after another Broncos loss, but the defense <sighs> looked a little better against man, Kansas City. Defense, that, that was one of the better games that they played this year. And I was extremely happy to see that. Obviously, we would have rather gotten the win, but... You're gonna get it if you're gonna lose a ball game. At least you want to go out there and, and you know leave 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 it all out there on the field. And I thought I thought the guys did that. Is it a byproduct of players coming back off injury? The defense just coming together. What do you think in terms of the upswing for that game? Because I mean, and you know, Kansas City's been I don't want to say they're struggling on offense, but the offense has been down a little bit as as it's um, as compared to recent years. Is it what do you attribute? The Thursday night performance, short week, conservative game plan. You're talking about defensive performance? Yeah, for the, for the Broncos. Well, I would say for the defense, uh, I think they've been working to correct some things, and, and they did. They, they corrected quite a few issues. Uh, I still saw a few guys getting a little further upfield than they need to be uh, on run plays. On run plays, man, everybody got to be at the line of scrimmage. Got to be horizontal, everybody in the line. And if anybody up the field, you're the one that's messing up the defense. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's well, you know. But but the the effort was great, man. And and you know, guys were going to the ball. They were they were tackling. They were being physical. That's the kind of defense you can win win, win ball games with. I think so. And and I'm gonna be honest. I think the Broncos are gonna beat the Packers on Sunday. I think they're gonna kick. I think they're gonna kick the butts. I I don't think this game's gonna be particularly close. I've watched the Packers. I don't think Jordan Love's that good. I don't think the Packers are that good. Uh, and I, I think the I think the Broncos are going to beat them. I really do. Yeah, I mean he's a young up and coming quarterback. You know he's he's got a lot of talent, uh, but hopefully he doesn't get it going against us. You know, um, you know I don't like talking negatively about uh, about players, man. I know he's a young guy trying to you know trying to find his way, but hey, we do need to win at at all costs. So absolutely, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not trying to talk smack about about Jordan Love. I just you know I've seen him play, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's you know, a long-term starter there in Green Bay. He's been around the league three or four years at this point. But see, he used to Brett Favre, though. Come on. I mean, not Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers. I mean, I mean, I mean he used the AR, man. I mean, 
I, I'm used to anything. They're 22nd in the league in passing yards, 27th in total yards. The defense hasn't been particularly good. They're, they're underwater at two and three, and they've needed some last minute comebacks in order to make that stuff happen. Um, they beat up on a Cincinnati Bengals team that was shorthanded with Burrow with injury, uh, in the, uh, in the, in the preseason. You get in the regular season and their wins are against, uh, the Chicago Bears, who everybody beats, including the Broncos, and they one point win against the New Orleans Saints. Um, who imploded after Derek Carr got hurt. So, uh, they've lost to the Falcons. They've lost to the Lions. They lost to the, uh, the, the, excuse me. They lost to the Raiders. Uh, and then they had the bye week this past week. And the rumor is they lost to that too. So I, I don't, you know, <laughs> um, cool. yeah, I was, you know, my bad, but I, I, I do believe, I mean, you're at home. You don't, you've got to win this football. If you're the Denver Broncos, you, this, like, we're past must win. Like you, you were past that. Like, you have to win this football game. And, and Sean Payton, who came in, to this season is somebody that Broncos fans are like, okay, this guy's going to revitalize the offense. Uh, I'm going to be off. When you, when you start digging into the numbers, this offense has not been more effective than the offense was last year. We're talking about a football team that has one win after six weeks. Last year, they had two wins, two overtime losses, and a one-point loss. But this year, you, you're talking about one win and uh, and a one-point loss to start the season. The offense, if you get through this, they're, they're, they're going three and out more often than they were last year. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I thought the second game against the Commanders, the team picked it up. The offense put some points on the board, 33 points. Uh, and then, you know, 20, 31, 21. I thought we were getting there. But, yeah, it looked like we took a little bit of a step backwards. Now, granted, you got to give the Chiefs defense credit. They have good defense. Mm-hmm. And they make it tough on... The wide receivers, because they're out there pressing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not getting the free release off the line of scrimmage. And they're, they're right there with you. And mm-hmm. and they got a heck of a front. You, you know, come on, Chris Jones up front. Uh, George Karloftis, uh, Gay, man. They, they they have some players on that defense. And, and, and they play hard. They do. And, and they really have. That's the thing I think that's sneaking up on everybody this year is that Kansas City's defense is way better than it has been in years past, even if the offense has kind of uh, taken a little bit of hit. Offensive numbers around the league are actually down right now. Mm. Uh, if you look across the board, it, it, offensive numbers around the league are actually down. But specifically when we get, get into this... Um, Get into this Packers team uh, and talking about Jordan Love. Jordan Love is, is passing for 55% completion percentage on the season through five games. Uh, eight touchdowns, six picks. Uh, it's taken 10 sacks and two fumbles uh, in there as well. He does have a little bit of escapability. Adds about 20, 20 per game on the ground. But I, I, it looks to me like they can't get the ground game going with A.J. Dillon. And they really don't get the pass game going much with Jordan Love. And they, they try to rely on defense to carry him. And I don't think the defense is as good as it's been in recent years. Um, you know, they still have Rashawn Gary. They still have Kenny Clark. Both those guys are good players. But uh, overall, it just doesn't feel like the defense is, is as good as it's been in recent years. But that's good for us. I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's good for us. That's what we, we, we need a team who isn't, uh, you know, playing top-notch defense. I mean, uh, and... Broncos country, we'll take a win however we can get it. Detroit is running away with that division at five and one. Green Bay's two and three. Minnesota two and four. Chicago one and five. The Broncos, uh, you know, I, I don't know that you're getting back in the division hunt here, but it's, it's still theoretically possible to get to wild card hunt, even in a crowded AFC. Uh, we watched the Chargers lose last night to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, I, you know, I look at this Broncos team and I'm like, it's been close in a couple of games. 
what I get tired of is I get tired of the fan base talking about this tanking nonsense. No. And and you, you've been a player. You know that no player is sitting there tanking so that the team can draft their replacement. It's like, yeah, it doesn't even make sense when you really think about it. It's like, all right, you work your butt off all offseason, all preseason, all during the season to win games. And then, hey, no, no, we're not going to do we're not going to try to win. Now go out there and try to lose. No, mm-hmm. that's that, that that doesn't happen. At least. I've never been a part of anything where, where that took place. And no coach has ever said to me, hey, guys, hey, we're giving this one up. Now, I got to admit, when we played the Miami Dolphins, uh, I, I want to say it was, I'm not sure if it was 97, I think it was 98 season. Uh, with the game plan that we put in, I was like, and this was the game, uh, we'd already clinched playoffs and all that. Right. But when I saw the game plan, I was like, man, what, this is kind of vanilla. Do we, this, what are we doing Are we here? trying to win this? Do and, we care? And we lost that game to uh-huh. them. And then when we played them in the playoffs, we get the game plan. I'm like, now this is what I'm talking about. So they didn't want to give anything away. They I, knew there was nothing to be gained by that. But I'm just saying, that's the only time I've been in a situation where something seemed a little fishy. Uh, was that the, was that 97? I'm not sure it was 97, 98. We, play, we were playing Miami in the playoffs and in the, I think it was 98, I think. Probably 98. I can't remember. But, um. Yep. 90, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Of course, uh, yeah, because you won, um, you beat them in the playoffs 38-3, but you lost in the regular season 21-31. Yeah. It's a little, little vanilla. You look at that game plan, you're like, oh, what's what the coach? What are we doing, Tony? Come coach, on. Um, Come on, what are we, Coach? What's up? Because you guys lost. You dropped back to back games there. It was the uh, I think the only two you lost all year. You dropped back to back to the Giants and the, uh, yeah. and the Dolphins. Those are the only games you lost all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were rolling, man. We thought we were going. We, we were looking at going undefeated. Mercury Morris was waiting to pop that cork. <sighs> you know he was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, boy. you guys got out to thirteen and zero that year. I remember. Uh, I remember that because I, I was uh, I was at the uh, I was at Arrowhead. For the the trouncing you gave them, it was like thirty to seven. I think it was something like that. I was at everybody for that one. Oh, were you? Okay. Um, anyway, I, as far as this goes, though, I mean, where do the Broncos go from? You start the season one and five. That's that's just a that's a tough look any which way you slice it. How do you rally yourself and rally your teammates to to to, to continue and press on in a season where you gotten through the first third of it and it looks bad? Yeah, and well. You never know how the season is going to end up. You, you never know, uh, you know, which team's going to get on, on a losing streak at some point. So you still got to go out and play to win. And I know my mentality was always, I wanted my opponents to respect me. And obviously I wanted us to win games, but at the end of the game, one of the worst feelings I could imagine, I, I, I don't think I've experienced this was is if you play poorly and your your opponent doesn't respect you, and then you know you go over, shake their hand, and they're like, "Make it out of my face." Oh, yeah, no, he, nobody trying to get the yeah. Uh, you, you ain't play hard, man. Yeah, but good players don't respect players who don't play hard. You know, they don't don't. I don't think they respect players who who give bad effort, poor effort, or you know, just you know, uh, they look at the film and see you could have done better, but you didn't. I don't think I don't think other players respect players like that. And I always wanted to be respected. So, you know, so I'm saying that to say the players still have something to play for. You, you're playing, you're always, well, number, one, is, number, number one, still out there. number one, you're representing yourself. Right. So Every time still you out step there. on that field, even in practice, you represent yourself. Because mm-hmm. guess who's watching? Head coach watching. Your position coach. Your teammates. 
the owners of the team, mm -hmm. you know, all the guys, you know, people who, and all the people in the media, they watch, everybody watching. You right. all, you're always on the stage, so you always plan for something. And if you don't care, hey, man. You'll see it. Hey, you, you're not going to be in the league very long. More, or at least not with this team, Randy Gregory. Ooh, dang. Why are you calling people out? I'm just saying. He figured out a way to get out of here. Hey. He, he did exactly what he was trying to do. He didn't care. He showed he didn't care. And they were like, all right, cool. We'll move on. Um, I, I think he's, I think he was miscast here to begin with. They, they, they brought him in. They brought him in to be a, you know, uh, to be a pat, an edge rusher. And he's, he's more of a three point stance guy. They tried to put him at two point stance and it just it didn't work. Yeah. I just, yeah. He went three point stance. He got a sack in his first game in, you know, in San Francisco. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll I tell you what. It's, it's, uh, it's easy to play well when you're, Surrounded by great players and you're in a winning environment. Uh, it's more difficult when things are going bad. But guess what? It, it makes, I, I think the situation like the, t the situation we're in right now, mm -hmm. in the end is going to make people better if they stick with the process and fight through it. Yeah, and I think that's part of the thing. Going through challenges does make people better. You know, I've never, I never learned anything by succeeding. I learned from failure. You know, and I, I think that's, I think that's the moment you learn, you learn about yourself, you learn about your teammates, you learn about who's going to push through when you, when you need to dig deep, who's oh, going to yeah. do it. You know, you learn, yeah, you find out, you, you find out what your teammates are like mm -hmm. and you find out what coaches are like. You find out what, uh, all your fans are like, all the people who, you know, normally pat you on the back. Then I pat you on the back now. I ain't talking crap about you. Yeah, you're on. So there's social media right now. It's, it's just a hell. Not that social media is not already a hellscape, but it's, it's just bad out there. If you, you read oh, this stuff. Oh, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't have social media back in our day. <sighs> oh, boy. That bad. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm glad we didn't have that. Uh, cause you know, some people can just be, be brutal and the players, they're human beings too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they make mistakes and it's, it, it just boggles my mind because I know. So many people who put all those nasty tweets on there mm -hmm. and la nasty whatever Facebook posts, they're not doing their jobs perfectly either. Well, that's the thing. Would you Some want somebody? Some people are doing their jobs perfectly, but they they expect the NFL players to go out there and be perfect every play. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't be coming to your job and tweeting about how terrible <laughs> you're doing. Like, hey, Johnny didn't get that spreadsheet done. <laughs> You know, like, I, I, I don't I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Five six six nine zero is the tax line. You guys want to get involved in the conversation. Benjamin Albright, Steve Atwater here with you from the 609. Do you think offensive stats are down due to some teams switching to more 12 personnel on offense? Just early season bumps or something else? Um, I think the league has, uh, most of the league has switched over to the Fangio defense. The teams are playing dink and dunk football because that's how you beat it. Um and I think that's why it's it's more or less air quotes down. Uh, I, you'll see adjustments. Um, and and honestly, I kind of wish the Broncos would zig when everybody else is zagging. Everybody's running the Fangio defense now. Why don't you zig and go back to middle field closed and uh, and get ahead of the curve? Chiefs the Chiefs wasn't playing Fangio defense. No, they weren't. They, they they're one of the few that still plays the Chiefs, the Browns. By the way, the Browns defense is here. Man, they bringing it. Boy. They are too. Jim Schwartz is uh, has got to be up for you know for assistant coach of the year. He's going to be a hot name if he wants it in head coaching circles again. Um, from the 757, if the play of the offense remains how it's been, do y'all think Russ will be post-June 1 cut, as many people have suggested? Uh, I, I think that's probably, I mean, it's speculative, it's speculation to say it, but I think that's probably the direction it's headed either way. I, I think Sean Payton wants to put his stamp on whatever this is going to be for better or worse, and I, I think that's the direction this thing is trending either way. Um, it, it, I mean, unless Russ just turns around, starts balling out, and, and makes it to where you can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't see I don't see how that happens um, unless we lose every ball game and 
and uh, you know the team decides to draft another quarterback. Uh, you know, I I don't see that. I don't see it. But hey, I've been wrong before. I I just I mean it, it's one of those things where it, you know it, I don't think Russ has been the problem. Well, let me start. This, let me say this. I don't think Russ has been the problem. That said, a lot of people will say he's not the solution either. Mm. And I, I, for me, I look at this and I'm like, well, okay. But if you had receivers who could get open and an offensive line that was protecting, it would be the solution. Solutions take care of themselves when you fix the problems. Yeah, what do they think? The, solu the solution they think is just bringing in... Tank, another, tank and, and, and draft Caleb Williams or something. I'm like, really? You want to put a rookie quarterback behind this line? Thank you. Like, well, well, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I'm not trying to dog the line, but I'm just saying, like, if, they, if they're not protecting for Russ, if they're not giving Russ enough time to get the ball out and, and receivers enough time to get open down the field, and Russ is a, what, 10, near 15-year near veteran in this league? Yeah, that's what he's... 11th year? Something like that. Okay, 11, 11, 11 years yeah. in the league, right? You, you really think a rookie's going to play better? I doubt it. I don't. I doubt it. I and doubt I, it. even if you're a generational prospect, there's still going to be a learning curve. You know? Yeah. Oh. Somebody said something about Shadur, and I'm like, well, at least he knows what it's like to play behind a bad line. I mean, not not that I'm, you know, not that I'm trying to dog people, but, you know, I mean, he's getting sacked like crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah, this, this defense that we played this last week, man, it, you know, like any guys weren't getting open. I don't know if it was just because we didn't have enough guys in routes. Well, it, it, we, there's some of the stuff they're running. on the quarterback. Uh, you run two-route concepts? <laughs> Are you trying to protect and you're running a two-route concept? And, and they're doing two deep man under. I'm like, man, that, that dog's not going to yeah, hunt. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know what to do at that point because I'm like, why, why do you call this? They're, they're in two deep man under. Why are you even calling this? Yeah, and I, I saw Russ one time. He got flushed out of the pocket to the right, and all the receivers were on the left side. Yeah, and I'm like, what, you want him to throw back across the... Yeah, no, he couldn't throw. He's had, to, he's had to run it, you know. That happens. But many times, defenses, they design the defense like that. Mm -hmm. When they you have all your receivers on one side, okay, we're bringing pressure from that side to force you out the other way, and they know you don't have any receivers over there. Oh, that's, and if they get the chance to do that and, and you get away with it, I mean, that's good on the defense, but the offense got to be able to counterpunch yeah, that. If you yeah. got a coach who's a supposed offensive guru or offensive genius... You got to have a counterpunch built in there. Yeah, and yeah, we, it, it hasn't been great, but I anticipate us us getting better. You know, um, not only not not only the players, but yeah, the coach, coaching staff, and you know, just getting the plays right, and you know, having plays where you know guys are getting open. And that uh, hey, we all we all we all can take some uh, some heat for that. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had a couple of questions come in about what uh, what we can do to get out from under Mike McGlinchey's contract. I don't think that's that's something you can't do it right now. I mean, you'd, you'd lose fifteen million on it. Um, hey man, after look, next year, on, post June one, you could, bro. Chris Jones, who can block? Who can? Who have you seen can, that can block Chris Jones? Well, as Keith Sweat said, nobody. <laughs> nobody can block him. I haven't seen anybody that's been able to block him consistently and keep him from getting to the quarterback. Well, right. But, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, Mike McGlinchey's not been great all year. That's, that's sort of the thing. And I don't know if that's injury or what's going on there. But they made, the Broncos made a significant investment in Mike McGlinchey. Sean Payton said, that's my guy. I want him. Go get him. They went and got him. And now you're looking at this, and you're, and you're like, well, this is not where, once again, the Broncos' right tackle situation seems to be a problem. And I get the fact that you've been up against Max Crosby, who can block him. 
Chris Jones, who can block him. But at the same time, they paid you all that money to block him. Yeah. Or at least be the guy that be enough of an impediment that uh, uh, that you're able to execute on offense. And he has not been that thus far. Yeah, hey, it's, it's been it's been it's been tough for a lot of the guys though. A lot of the guys that you know, a lot of our our playmakers, a lot of our high dollar guys um, haven't performed as well as they they would have liked to. You know, and I know they want to. I know they're they're over there working and they're hoping that they can get it together for the next game, man. Uh, and that's the great thing about football, man. You you're gonna have another chance mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Hey, we can, who's gonna be back? Who's gonna be back up in there? Chris Joe, he'll be back. In, yeah, just a few days. Like, it's not that far away. You get Green Bay, and you're right back to dealing with Kansas City. Yeah. Is Taylor Swift coming this time? Are we ready for that? Who knows? You Maybe. Gonna, you gonna, we're going we're gonna to crash your box? I need your VIP status. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is the Broncos Country Night right here on KOA. It's Benjamin Albright, Steve Atwater. We'll be back after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to it, Broncos country tonight. Benjamin Albright, Hall of Famer Steve Atwater, Michael Cooper back there. Nick Ferguson's got the night off tonight. Nick Ferguson, yeah, he needed it. No, I, yeah, I, he, I, he I work to, somewhere, I'm sure. I took the well, yeah, we you know Nick's working, you know how it is. But I like to say he took the night off. I um, yeah, I had the last week off. I was sick. We had a lot of people asking me where I was and all this kind of stuff, but yeah. under the weather. Most of them were like, "Keep him gone." He's it, you know this show's great without Ben, so it's just uh, oh dang. And then I came back. That's cold-blooded, man. From the 646, players don't tank, but coaches can coach a bad game by design. Peyton play calls on Thursday were horrendous. Mm. I didn't like uh, some of the play design stuff. I, I, you know, There's some things out there I don't understand. Uh, booting Russ back to the right-hand side and not having anybody that can seal the edge off the linebackers that they were clearly showing they were bringing. Like that, that didn't make any sense to me. There were, there were several plays that just didn't make sense to me. Um, Moving the wide receiver to the backfield and handing it off to the fullback. You remember that one? They handed it off to Burton for no gain. They the first play with oh, Burton. Yeah, the first play with Burton, they got one. Play? Yeah, they got it with Burton the first time. Then they went back to the well. And I'm like, what are you doing? Still go like you already used you burned that play. We're good. <laughs> so you can't, that's not gonna work. The, yeah, they brought the they brought the wide receiver to the backfield in like half orbit motion and, and lined him up in the eye, and everybody knew the wide receiver wasn't getting the ball. So like what are you doing? Yeah. Hey. Gotta try it. Try it. Like you running a fullback draw on fourth and one. Yeah, you got Javante Williams and Samaje Piran and Jaweels McLaughlin, and you're going to tell me you can't get a yard? Hey man, this is rough being a coach. It's rough making them decisions, Benjamin Albright. Man. It's easy to talk about it when it's all said. Well, well, I mean, right. And it's easy to sit here in the cheap seats, the microphone and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, come on. Dude. Like, like this team doesn't have the margins to run this. You know, what are we doing running reverses on third down? The razzle-dazzle reverse. You remember that with, with the pre-Ryan pitch the ball to Mims and pitched it too high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing running razzle-dazzle? This team doesn't have the margins for that. 
Man, you got to try something, man. No. You got you to you you mix single it back up, ace and tell, and tell that up. running back you paid that money to to go out and get you a yard. Man, you got to mix it up sometimes. No, you ain't got to mix it up. Come on, Benjamin. They're mixing it up to the tune of one and five. Well, hey, that's why you got to mix it up. That's what I'm saying. You need to mix it up and go back to basics. Stick to the basics. Just just keep it say the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. We've been working on the basics. I uh, need to work a little harder. The 646 McGlinchey can't block a phone number, Steve. Woof. Come on now. Woof. Stop. Stop. Uh, from the 646, he's been run over more than a sewer cover. Oh. The hey, text man. line is hating tonight. Hate, hate, hate. Can we bundle Russ and Judy for a 12th round pick? Draft only got seven rounds. The hey, text man. line is hating, man. Just hating. 757, we should just roll with Stidham. If Russ has moved on from, and we aren't in a spot to draft Mayor Williams. Well, here's the other part of this, guys. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. May and, May and Williams aren't the only two guys. You got J.J. McCarthy up there in Michigan. If you guys haven't been paying attention, he's a good quarterback. Jordan Travis down there at Florida State. You got Bo Nix in Oregon. Michael Penix in Washington. So everybody's assuming that we're getting a new quarterback. I'm just saying you don't have to be drafting one or two to get a quarterback. There's going to be quarterbacks in this draft. I don't think Shadur's coming out. I think he's staying in Colorado. But, but, you but, but, but what I'm saying, though, is everybody's still saying, regardless, it's a quarterback with the first pick of the draft. If that's what they, if that's what they want. It's it, way too early it for this, man. It, it is. But if they're going to speculate on that, I'm going to say you don't need to tank. There's like five or six quarterbacks that are going to be starting guys in this Ain't league. Ain't nobody tanking anyway. That, well, that's the other part of it. That's the other, and, that, and that's the part that bothers me, I think, is, is how much I have to spend, how much time I have to spend on a daily basis. Explaining why. Explaining to people that they're not tanking. Like, they are trying to win. This coaching staff is trying to win. Because if they don't, they won't be here. Mm. Sean Payton came back to coaching for legacy. Sean Payton knows he's not getting the Hall of Fame unless he wins another Super Bowl. I don't know all that. Mike Shanahan's not in the Hall of Fame. How many Super Bowls he got? Hey, I'm and he don't have any scandals on his record. This is how many Super Bowls we won. A little different, though. I'm just saying. Look at Tom Coughlin. Tom, so if, Tom if Tom Coughlin and Mike Shanahan aren't getting in, John Payton's not getting in. Hey, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No, we will see. You know, we will see that he won't. And so that's what, that's what I'm saying. And Sean Payton knows. He knows he's got to do something that nobody else has done because he's got Bounty Gate on you his resume. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Resume. I guess part of it. I think he's concerned. Dude, a lot of these guys are concerned with legacy. Tom Brady was stuck, stuck around as long as he did to make sure those numbers were never getting cracked. I and I say that, watch Pat Mahomes play till you say 42 and absolutely demolish those numbers. Man, that would be amazing if he could play that long. And he might get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It may not take him as long either. I'm just saying. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, Tom Brady, Peyton, man, those guys hung on as long as they could because they were trying to get those numbers to the point where, you know, it was unbreakable. That's what Jerry Rice did. Yeah. Jerry Rice I mean, did. There's, a, there, there's something to be said for immortality. You put your name in the record books, you're immortal. That lives on forever. One day it'll happen, though. Maybe. The, 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 you think the, anybody's ever going to pass Cal Ripken's consecutive games record? I don't. Records are made to be broken. I, I hear that. Well, I say that. And then, uh, what was the uh, Dolphins? Uh, They're yeah, right. And season? then how many people? Nobody's come close nobody's to it. Was that 72, I think it was? The 72 Dolphins undefeated? Yeah, yeah. How many years later are we now? What, 28 and 23? What, like 50 years 50, later? 51. <laughs> We're 50 years later. It's a long time, baby. 50 years. It's a long time. Does anybody even come close? Like, like, what, you, you got, well, yeah, the Pats were close with the Giants, and you guys were close to what, 98, I think it was? You got to the 13th game? Yep. Yep. 
dudes are going to be popping popping bottles of Cristal when they, they can't even spell it anymore. <laughs> what, what, Ricky uh, Morris can't even taste it anymore. You could be popping a bottle of Gerber. He won't know the difference. It's all good. He's that old. I'm just saying. Hey, there's 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 something to be said for legacy, and I get it. I ain't mad at Sean Payton for coming back. And there's no way oh, he's tanking. Has Sean Payton said that that's why he's coaching to make the Hall of Fame? I mean, he hasn't said that, but, you know, not a publicly. So you're just assuming that. I'm saying that it's not speculation no, that no, I'm saying obviously, that. obviously, he's not playing trying to lose. Right. But I'm just saying, like, Sean Payton's career, he was uh, 153 and 94 as a, as a coach. Mm -hmm. Or he is 153 and 94 now. He's 152 and 89 before he got here. His winning percentage was 63%. Mm. Now his winning percentage is 61%. And falling. I know he wants that up around 70. I'm just saying. And he was the one that was on Colin Cowherd talking about tanking for Caleb Williams last year. Now, I'm not buying that conspiracy. It's because I know better. Because I know that this dude is not torpedoing his own record, which he needs to get in the Hall of Fame. And he is concerned about I'll tell you this. I know what I'm talking about, and it's, it's not publicly, but I, I know what I'm talking about, but I'll give you some public commentary on this. When that bad call happened against them with Nicole Roby Coleman. Wait, what? The bad call with against the Saints. You know what I'm talking about? The the, P, uh, the clear pass interference. It wasn't, you know what I'm talking about? The playoff call against the Saints a couple okay. years back. Okay. It was the, uh, and Nicole, and he was, you, he was mic'd up. Mm -hmm. And you go back and you listen to that, and he's sitting there talking. He's like, this is a legacy call. He's like, it's like, this is going to affect my legacy. I'm not going to make this. This is going to affect my legacy. That's how concerned with that is. In the middle of a game, he's talking about his legacy to a referee. I got it. I got it. I, send me the link to that. I will. I'll send you the link to the audio, man. I'm telling so you. So you, you think what he meant was, this is going to affect me getting to the Hall of Fame. I, I think that Sean, Come on, I think Sean Payton values that. I think he values that. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he may value it, but I... I it's a lot of players, like like me, for instance. I I wound up getting in the Hall of Fame. Was I playing in the NFL to get in the Hall of Fame? No, I wasn't. I was playing to win. Right. You were playing to win. And that's what Sean Payton is coaching to win. Coaching to win. Because he you know because legacy he's already been he's been a coach for fifteen years. He already won. He already got a Super Bowl. Well, ask him that at the next press conference. I will ask him that. I'm not gonna ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna slide him some juicy fruit. I'm gonna slide him a little juicy fruit back. Here you go, coach. You're like, I'm not thinking about no freaking Hall of Fame. I'm out here trying to win right now. Well, I mean, that's what he's gonna say, but I just I happen to know. Like he does have his eye on the Hall of Fame. He does know that his coaching window is limited in terms of what he's got left in the tank. And so he knows that, you know, he's got I've got what, five, six years to try to get try to get another Super Bowl. I've got to do something no one else has done and win a Super Bowl with another team. Hey, everybody's got theory. I got a theory. Let's go out to the KOA Traffic Center. See what's going on with the roads. Welcome back to it. Broncos Country tonight. Benjamin Albright, Hall of Famer Steve Atwater here with you. 56690 is the text line. You guys want to get involved in the conversation? 609 says, the more I watch J.J. McCarthy, the more I think Sean Payton would love him. It's a quarterback up there in Michigan. You guys want to keep an eye on him. I think he's going to be fantastic. The 720, guys, don't you think it's super difficult to beat the Chiefs, the refs, and now Taylor Swift? Facts. <laughs> the 646, Justin Simmons deserves a playoff appearance. Will they trade him sort of like Von Miller do right by him? 
I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know that they would. Uh, I mean, I think if he asked for it, I think they would. I, I, I don't think Justin's asking for it. Um, I, I think uh, I think they're looking at their options in terms of what they can get draft capital for, but I don't think you're going to get enough for Justin Simmons to justify trading him, to be honest with you. Right. I think um, I think if you're trading anybody, it's probably Jerry Judy. Mm. That's, that's probably uh, a combination of things. I think that there's um, there's value there in terms of being able to get capital back. I think that there's kind of some internal tired of some of his antics, you know, being on social media, the immaturity, those kinds of things. And uh, Jerry has not materialized into what they thought he was going to be. I mean, you saw let the me, Steve let Smith me ask, stuff. Let me ask this question. Do you, do you think that when guys get on social media personally that it affects their team? I don't think it affects the team. I think it affects the out. I, I think that they can get stuff started. I mean, when you're picking fights with, with local radio hosts and legends in the organization, like when you're picking fights with Rod Smith, I mean, it looks bad on you. It looks immature. You know, shouldn't, shouldn't you be in your, shouldn't you be in your playbook? Hey, hey man, everybody uh, has feelings. I we got feelings, baby. I'm just saying we're six weeks in the season and you have 200 yards receiving hey. with, with zero tutties. Still, oh hey, maybe it's time to maybe it's time to hit the playbook or the jugs machine. You so know, what would you say if somebody wrote, wrote something about you, Mister Albright? Uh, people write about me all the time. They tell me how bad I suck every day. There's just so many people like, hey, to me, hater. See, that's oh, the thing. No, no, Jerry's no, got to learn. And I've seen how you responded too. Yeah, and sometimes I flame them, sometimes I don't. <laughs> but I mean, like, like what, what, at the end of the day, Jerry's got, Jerry's got to learn that haters are just a more engaged segment of your audience. Well, you should show them how to do it. I would show about to do it. I could be a social media coach. No, I'm just saying. You set a bad example for him. I've seen, some, bad, I've seen I, some of your tweets. Uh, <laughs> I have uh I, I I do get a little carried away sometimes. <laughs> I tag you. Sometimes you, you, say, I tag you in them. Dude, sometimes you tag me. I'm like, bro, what's the tag you in them? <laughs> what do I have to do with this? It seems like his phone starts blowing up. He's yeah. like, what's going on here? Oh, Ben tag me in a tweet. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Leave what do I do? that? But I'm just saying, Jerry Judy's got 20 catches for 222 yards on the season. We're six games in the season, bro. Six games in, we're one and five. You won't be picking fights on social media? What do we need to do to get that better? Not be on social media. What they got to do with it? What does that have to do with winning? Has that stopped them? What does that have? Yeah, I mean, apparently. You're averaging a career low 11.1 yards per reception, a career low 44.4 yards per game, a career low 3.6 yards after the catch per reception. Because he's on social media. No, I'm not saying because he's on social that. media, but I'm saying it's not helping. Never know, man. What you think? You think that firing back at Rod Smith yeah. on Twitter is helping Jerry Judy? Is nah, this the argument we're making? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, man. Guys going to do what they do these days. I, I mean, and, I, and I hear that, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're averaging less than 50 yards a game. You're a former first-round draft pick. You've been in the league four years. You've never eclipsed 1,000 yards. And so you shouldn't respond to people. On, on. I'm saying it's a bad look. You, you, you're, about to, you're about to get paid. You're, you're at the fourth-year mark. you got your fifth-year option. You're about to get the bag. Shouldn't you be out there, you know, justifying where you got drafted? He put the work in. It's after he gets back to the get back to the get back to the crib. He, and you usually put a different type of work in. He already put it. He put the work in. He's, he's got twenty catches in five games. He's getting four catches a game. Is that on him? Is it all of it? 
If he was open more, you figure he'd get oh, the ball more. Oh, let's go. I'm just saying. In four years, you managed to get 2,500 yards and nine touchdowns. You don't have 10 career touchdowns in four years. Come on, man. As a first-round draft pick. That's why I play defense. Because in defense, you can kind of control your own destiny. Mm -hmm. Now, to a certain extent. Right. You still got to have the coaches. You got to have your teammates doing their thing, too. But when you play receiver, you got to have the guys blocking on the offensive line. You got to have... Quarterback the to quarterback, get you the ball. They wants to get you the ball. They can't get you the ball the whole nine yards. You got to have a coach that calls the play. You got to have everything in order for you to do your thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most wide receivers, they want that ball, man. Yeah. They want that ball more than anything else. Jerry wants the ball. We see what happens if and you don't get the ball early. <laughs> but I want our receivers to want the ball, too. Well, yeah. So winners want the ball. But you got to go out there. If you're Jerry Judy, you got to go out there and sell it when you're not getting the ball, too. You got to go out there and dig a safety out. When's the last time I saw Jerry Judy digging a safety out? Look Never. at the film. He played, he blocked. Some. Come on. If he's, man, if Come he's on, not the man. primary option, he. You know he's do? not out there selling do? the routes. You know he's not. What do you do? I'm not going to put you on the spot. Somebody's asking if CU's going to win another game this season. We'll talk about that when we come back. Yes. Come on, for the whole season? Stop. Who are they going to beat? Broncos. Who's going to next? BCT. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.